to another edition of I've Heard That Song Before. Every Sunday morning, we go back to the days of the big bands, the jazz artists, and those wonderful singers who delighted music fans during the years from 1920 to 1960. My name is Stephanie Robinson, and please join me for the next hour for some great music from days gone by.
that was the Great Duke Ellington Orchestra from 1941 with one of the standards of the time, The Sidewalks of New York. That was written by Eubie Blake and Charles B. Lawler. Very fine band, very famous band, and some marvellous talent in the band. And we heard it on display with that uh, recording that opens this morning's show and sets the theme. We're going to be listening to big bands this morning. And here are some pretty famous names and some wonderful musicians, of course. And sometimes they're both. We're going to start, we have recordings over the period from 1935 through to, mostly through the 30s and 40s. We have one from the mid-50s. Gives us a chance to uh, travel through the swing era, which started around about 1935, and into the 1940s, where jazz developed in different directions and uh, the big bands adapted. Anyway, that's all wonderful music, and we have... Lots of it for you this morning, and we've got some lovely tunes as well. Well, our next uh, recording comes from one of the most famous of the big bands. It was actually fairly short-lived when you come to think of it, probably only popular for about three or four years, and that was the band led by Glenn Miller. started up in the 30s and became very popular in about 1938 through to the early 40s, and, uh, of course, then he went over to Britain to play with his band over there. And uh, he was tragically killed in a plane crash in, I believe, 1944. But he has, he and his brand have left us some wonderful recordings. And we're going to listen to one this morning from 1941. And it's a particular favourite of mine. always like this one. And it's called Adios, uh, written by Eddie Woods. It's a very fine example of very distinctive Glenn Miller sound. Another very popular band leader and a clarinetist was Artie Shaw. He had many bands over the years and uh, we're going to hear, I think it's from his second big band and he called it his new music. So it's Artie Shaw and his new music and we're going to hear him from 1938. Very fine musicians in this particular configuration. And Artie, of course, was always very innovative with his arrangements and adding in different combinations of sound. And we'll hear that this morning. We're going to, he's going to bring us a Cole Porter number. Very famous one. What is this thing called love? And then we'll go back to 1936. It's one of the great alto sax players of all time, and that's Benny Carter. Also a composer and arranger and a band leader. Had a career that went on for decades. And uh, he also played the trumpet, but he's best known, perhaps, for his work with the alto sax. We're going to hear him with the number written by Harry Link, Jack Strakey, and Holt Marvel called These Foolish Things from 1936, and that'll be Benny Carter. And we'll start with Glenn Miller and orchestra, and adios. Thank you. 
you're listening to. I've heard that song before on CHUO 89.1 FM. We're coming to you from the University of Ottawa. And we're listening to larger orchestras this morning, better known as big bands, from the swing era and a little later into the 1940s. Just heard some three particularly popular ones. Glenn Miller and his orchestra brought us Adios from 1941. Artie Shaw and his new music joined us with What Is This Thing Called Love? Written by Cole Porter. And we just heard from Benny Carter and his orchestra from 1936 with These Foolish Things. Well, our next band was one of the really great ones and it went on for years. I believe it uh, was a get-together of musicians who had uh, some tie to the Kansas City scene. And that is the Count Basie Band. Went on for years. And boy, did it have some talent. Buck Clayton, Lester Young, of course, Basie himself on piano, to name just a couple. And they made a whole host of recordings over the lifetime of the band. And we're going to focus on the ones they made in the late 1930s for the Decca label. What a collection that is. We're going to hear one recorded in 1937. It's a number written by Fats Waller and Andy Razaf and a very famous jazz standard called Honeysuckle Rose. And we will hear some lovely piano work from Count Basie and no doubt the trumpet of Buck Clayton and the tenor sax of Lester Young, amongst all those other wonderful musicians. Then we're going to go to the next year, 1938, to an orchestra that was uh, very popular at the time and would go on to become even more so. And that was the one led by Tommy Dorsey. Of course, he and Jimmy, two very gifted musicians and went on to have their own orchestras in the late 1930s and into the 40s and well into the 50s as well we'll hear the tommy dorsey orchestra from 1938 with a number called then i'll be happy written by cliff friend lou brown and sydney claire following uh, tommy dorsey we're going to go back to 1937 to one of the really wonderful orchestras around at the time it was led by bob crosby and made up of some very, very fine musicians, and they could do hot jazz and they could do smooth stuff. The pianist with the band was a chap by the name of Joe Sullivan, and he wrote a number called Little Rock Getaway, which became sort of not quite a signature tune for the band, but it was one that was very much associated with them, and they played it quite often. So we'll hear that this morning as well. Three more bands, three more wonderful recordings, and we'll hear now from Count Basie and his orchestra and Honey Suckle Rose. Thank you. 
We've heard just now from the Bob Crosby Orchestra featuring the piano of Joe Sullivan and a song written by Joe Sullivan, A Little Rock Getaway. Before that, the Tommy Dorsey Orchestra with Then I'll Be Happy from 1938. And from 1937, we heard the Count Basie Orchestra with Honeysuckle Rose. And you're listening to I've Heard That Song Before from CHUO 89.1 FM. We're coming to you from the University of Ottawa. My name is Stephanie Robinson. This morning we're listening to some of the, the big bands that were around in the 1930s and the 1940s. And as you've been hearing, some wonderful songs and, of course, some marvellous musicians and uh, all those wonderful arrangements that uh, around. A lot of the um, musicians were also dab hands. They composed music and they also did arrangements. And Glenn Miller, for instance... As an expert arranger, Artie Shaw did a lot of them as well. So we get the benefit of all of their talents on this wonderful music. Well, we're going to go now to 1935 and to the band that uh, is credited with pretty well uh, starting off the swing era, and that is the band led by Benny Goodman, one of the great jazz clarinetists. And uh, he led a wonderful band as well, Shot to Fame in 1935, the famous performance at the Palomar ballroom in los angeles well they went on from strength to strength and uh, shortly after they started up they were joined by a former band leader and arranger fletcher henderson together benny goodman and fletcher henderson put together some wonderful pieces i guess i don't know you could say they've defined swing but certainly uh, if you hear a Fletcher Henderson arrangement played by the Benny Goodman Orchestra certainly typifies the sound of the era. And that's what we're going to hear coming up next. One of the nicest examples, I like to think. The song is called When Buddha Smiles. And it's written by Natio Herb Brown and Arthur Reed. It was arranged by Fletcher Henderson and Benny Goodman. And his orchestra recorded it in 1935. And as I said, wonderful example of the Goodman-Henderson art. Then we'll go to 1945 to one of the great jazz trumpeters of all time, and that's Billy Butterfield. He played with the band of Bob Crosby and Artie Shaw, went on to uh, have his own big band for a while in the late 1940s, and then he specialised in the small group format. It's a beautiful sound on the trumpet, one of the great exponents. And uh, fortunately, he also did a lot of solo work when he was playing with his own big band, and that's what we'll hear this morning. And of course, all the other fine instruments in the band as well. Well, the song is uh, written by Lou Brown and Sammy Fain, and it's called That Old Feeling. Let me jump forward to 1955, so we're well out of the swing era by this time, but the big bands are still going strong. And one is led by Woody Herman, Well, we'll hear this morning. Now, Woody Herman... He's had this big band going at this point for almost 20 years. He picked up the Isham Jones Orchestra when Isham Jones retired and led the band for many, many years. He was a consummate clarinetist and player of the alto sax and wrote and also did some wonderful arrangements. We'll hear him with a number written by Clark Terry called Slow Boat. Three more songs and we'll hear now from Benny Goodman and When Buddha Smiles.
orchestra of Woody Herman from 1955, one of many recordings he made for the Capitol label at the time. He brought us, along with his orchestra, the tune Slow Boat, which was written by trumpeter Clark Terry, who I believe may have played with his orchestra and may well indeed have been featured on that recording, but I can't say for sure, so I'm going to look into that. Before that, we heard Billy Butterfield and a very fine example of his wonderful talent on the trumpet with That Old Feeling from Lou Brown and Sammy Fain were the songwriters. And Billy Butterfield and his orchestra recorded that in 1946. And we started out, as the swing era did, with Benny Goodman and a Fletcher Henderson arrangement of the song When Buddha Smiles from 1935. And that was written by Natio Herb Brown and Arthur Freed. Well, we've been listening to some of the wonderful big bands or larger orchestras that were around in the 1930s and 1940s hearing the sound as it uh, developed through the swing era and into the 1940s, where you get sort of a bigger uh, band sound. Often strings are added, uh, a bit more mainstream. And, of course, a lot more uh, arrangements become much more uh, prevalent. Though the swing era was noted for its use of arrangements as well, and particularly amongst the bands, so the, the motif of call and response between the reeds and the brass section, and I believe we heard that very nicely on the Benny Goodman number with the Fletcher Henderson arrangements. And as I say, a lot of the folks who started out in the bands in the 1930s went on to have their own big bands in the 1940s. And we're going to uh, hear from one of them just coming up. Uh, got, uh, we're going to hear from two of the Benny Goodman alumni in our next set and we'll hear first of all from harry james well he was a trumpeter of note played for several years with the benny goodman orchestra a very distinctive sound is being called soaring oh, you hear you can always instantly recognizable i guess is the way to put it but uh, he's a very confident player well, he, le- he left the Benny Goodman Band in the ni- 1939 and set up his own orchestra and uh, became very popular in the 40s. He went to um, more uh, structured arrangements, I guess you'd have to say. This is a bigger, sort of slightly more mainstream sound. Uh, a lot more use of vocalists who are now uh, in front of the band as opposed to uh, being one of the group. And we're going to hear from Harry James in 1947. And this is actually taken from a broadcast, a radio broadcast, and it's a rather unusual interpretation of the Duke Ellington song, Things Ain't What They Used To Be. And it features the trumpet of Harry James. And it's almost a bit like a jazz session. And we may well also hear an alto sax uh, from uh, Willie Smith, who played a lot with Harry James at this time. And uh, anyway, it's a fun number, and it's pretty wild. Let's say, it sounds like a, a radio broadcast to her of a jam session. It's fun. Things ain't what they used to be from the Harry James Orchestra. And after that, we'll hear from another Goodman alumni, and that's Teddy Wilson. He really doesn't need any introduction to folks who listen to I've Heard That Song Before. We're two jazz fans uh, across the world. One of the great swing pianists. And he had his own big band in 1939. It didn't last very long. It was a very fine orchestra. They're going to bring us a number that Teddy wrote himself called Jumping on the Black and Whites, which is, of course, 
very typical because Teddy was a wonderful pianist. Also, in addition to Teddy's piano, we'll also hear among the band Ben Webster on tenor sax and Harold Shorty Baker on trumpet.
been listening to I've Heard That Song Before on CHUO, and we have time for one more, which we'll get to in just a second. Uh, Thanks so much for listening today, and do please stay with us. Randy's coming up with two hours of great jazz within transition, starting in another five minutes or so. So do please stay with us and enjoy what Randy's bringing to you this morning. And do join me again next week. For another edition of I've Heard That Song Before, our final song for the morning. Well, we'll go back to 1936 and a band that was uh, getting pretty popular there. One of the Kansas City groups and had a lovely name to the band, as I always have to mention every time I play something by Andy Kirk and his 12 Clouds of Joy. Well, one of his band members was the uh, famed Mary Lou Williams, a pianist of note and also a fine composer and arranger. And she wrote the song that they'll bring to us this morning, and I assume she's also playing with the band. Also, uh, songwriting credits to Henry Wells. This became a big hit for Andy Kirk. Little Joe from Chicago. Thank you. 